Welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hi, and welcome to Stimming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha. Um, another great guest this week. Um, she is she is my friend. <laughs> she makes me laugh. And I just I just can't say um just I can't say enough about her. Okay, and I'm gonna mess up this last name, so I'm just gonna tell you now. All right, take it easy, take it easy. But her, our guest today is Nirda Lafontant. Lafontant, but you can oh. say Lafontant. 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 I love that. Um, Thank you. And she, ooh, wow. So I'm gonna let her tell you about herself because there's so much to say. Um, but first, I want to say hello. Hey, Nirda. Hey, hey. Thank you for having me, Dr. Tasha. Yeah. Well, so for people who don't know, let me tell you how um, how this played itself out. Mm. So I feel like I met Nirda maybe about eight, eight, seven months ago. In there. In and there. we've been talking since then. Um, and I said, you know, I need to have you on the show. She said, I would love to be a guest on the show. And then she said, well, she did say she would love to be a guest. And then she was like, well, you know, wait, can I be a guest on the show? I don't know if I need to be a guest on the show. I don't know if I'm at a place where I can be a guest on the show. So we went through all of this stuff and I'm like, nah, you need to be a guest on the show. And then she said, okay, well, send me, send me the, um, the invitation. So I do. Um, yes. I'm telling it all. I'm telling all the business. I'm okay. telling it's all. All of them. Uh, so then okay, I send. Well, no, go ahead. So then, then I do send her the invitation, and y'all, yeah. Well, well. So let me just say that today is um, um, what is today? It's February. We'll just leave it in February. It is. The day has come. Um, I think the last message I had from her was in December. I wanted to be prepared. I mm-hmm. had to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I got the uh, the actual date of mm. um, her podcast recording, needless to say, I was very, 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 very happy excited. that she is and excited that she has actually picked a date and we are here. So, so absence makes the heart grow fonder. I was I was trying to just build that excitement. Is that what we're doing? No, that's not what it was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So hi Nerd, how are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Um anytime and anywhere. So she's doing a lot of great things. Um and she's in um she's in Florida and we'll just leave it there. She's in Florida. She has her own um, STEM company doing great things. Um, she, we will get to how she ended up here because as we start every show, 
um, we ask our guests to tell us your you know, tell us our, your STEM story. So near to um, tell us your STEM story and tell us tell us who you are. Thank you so much. So my STEM story is it's not a lot to tell. It's um, growing up, I was always the one in the house that was fiddling with stuff and putting stuff together, but at the same time taking it apart. I had influences like my godfather that was a civil engineer. I had uncles that were engineers. And I knew, um, based on the passionate encouragement by my mother, Mm -hmm. that I was going to do something. She told me I was going to do something. It was either going to be law, you know, for those Matlock fans out there. I saw Matlock kicking it on the screen. And I said, I would like to do that. That's something I can do is law. It was going to be medicine um, until I realized that I had a fear of pain and blood, especially my own, (laughs) or engineering. Um, So it narrowed it down to being a lawyer or engineering. And the law, it was not like Matlock. Like you had to do a lot of reading And memorization, at least back in the day, because I know now with technology, it may not be so. Um, And I just enjoyed working with my hands and um, building things and learning about how things worked. Uh, So I decided to be a civil engineer. Um, So I went to school, the Florida Institute of Technology in Melbourne. Uh, Go Panthers. I tell you what, we we do okay in sports, but it's the brains, the knowledge we carry, we focus on. That's the instrument mm-hmm. that we sharpen. We do have sports teams. Um, graduated with my bachelor's of science in civil engineering. And then when I started working with engineering companies, you know, as the new kid on the block, you're always the one that's volunteered for uh, through the professional organizations, uh, such as the Florida Engineering Society, American Society of Civil Engineers to kind of go out in the community and speak to students so that we can encourage them to be engineers. And the the first thing that I found and what took me aback was that not only did students not know what engineering was, but they were absolutely terrified by the subjects that would get them there or just had a disdain for them, such as math and the sciences. Um, It was a real eye opener for me because maybe I took for granted the fact that um, I was raised around engineering, Uh, like I said, because of my godfather and uncles and stuff. So it was always an option. And that means that these kids today, the kids that I was speaking to, it wasn't even an option for them uh, Mm -hmm. for those two reasons. They didn't know what it was and they detested the subjects that would get them there. So that's when my passion for STEM STEAM kind of started. Um, with me wanting to volunteer, you know, as many events as possible to get the word out to these kids, especially being an African-American Caribbean female, um, to let them know that, you know, if they see it, they can be it. So if they saw me out there doing it, um, and I was advocating for it, then that gave them a fighting chance to at least consider the options that were available to them. They got out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went from volunteering and the passion just kept on growing and burning. Um, and then it led to the woman that I am today, which is a, a staunch advocate for STEAM education, which led to me um, finding, actually with the support of mentors who believed in what I was doing, um, my nonprofit, which is Fungication Inc., um, and fungication, what we try to do, what we, our mission, not what we try to do, our mission 
is to partner with communities to expose, engage, and inspire youth um, in science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, also known as STEAM, in the hopes that they'll consider going into those fields when they grow up. Um, and the reason why we call it fungication is another thing that we noticed was that we wanted to make sure the experience was enjoyable, that right. it was fun, because we feel like there's more organic of an experience and a higher chance of a student continuing in that field, hopefully professionally, if they enjoy the experience when they're exposed to the math, the science and the tech. So we're like putting the fun in education and we call it educational espionage where the kids are having so much fun. They don't realize we done snuck up the education on them. So they don't even know what's happening. And now they do this on the podcast. You didn't hear it. Don't tell them. You know, there's just, they're having so much fun and it, you can see it because when you say it's time to go and they don't stop. Mm-hmm. Or they can't wait for the next one or, you know, to see them with other like minded kids like them enjoying the various things that we do. So so that that's that is the woman that I sit here before you uh, being and um, we say steam um, because I know a lot of people are familiar with STEM, but we say steam because we incorporate uh, the arts, Um, not the, I know people have this uh, standard definition of arts, but today we actually have to teach our kids the soft skills, you know, the art of communication, the art of the pitch. Mm. Unfortunately, our kids are communicating just as they would as they engage a friend through text or through doggone all of a sudden. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So we put in the A for arts so that our kids are more well-rounded. And a wise man once told me, nobody wants an ugly toaster. Nobody Nobody wants one. You want that toaster to work, but everybody knows you want it to fit in with that kitchen decor. Okay. So now we say steam as well as STEM. I get it. And you know what? Honestly, I didn't. I think that's ingenious, the way that you guys are incorporating the arts. And it's not just, you know, what we would typically call the arts, which um, I don't know. I think you and I could probably have this debate about STEM versus STEAM and it'll, you know, morph into a place. But um, but sort of making sure that these kids have the soft skills needed, because that's another of the pieces that are missing when these kids come out with you know, let, let's say they do, they have the interest in, in, in STEM. They, they are interested in engineering. They are interested in technology or whatever it is. Right. But they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to work together in a group. They don't know how to communicate their message in a way that will be heard. Yes. You know? And so I think those things are really important and they're, and they're, they're kind of overlooked. I think they're getting, of course, they're getting more noticed these days because there's such yeah. a lack of them. Um, and, and students are wondering why students, young people are wondering why they're not moving up in companies or why, you know, they're feeling like, you know, hey, I got to leave because these people don't understand me. And right. as opposed to saying, hey, wait a minute, let's assess where, you know, what area I might be lacking mm-hmm. um, and then shoring those up. It's always, you know, I can't say it's always, but it in some instances, it's like, yeah, they just, you know, these aren't my people. 
And it's mm-hmm. like, no, these these might be your people, but you know, you just can't roll up on people and talk to them in any old kind of way. Like you exactly. can't talk to them the way you talk to your friends. Like that's right. not you can't talk to your supervisor mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. way you would talk to your girlfriend, right? Your boyfriend, or you know, like your 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 Twitter friends. You just right. that's not gonna happen. And it's I and I find it so interesting that we actually even have to have that conversation with our kids, but it's come to that point for some reason where that line is blurred, where there's a difference between professional and social, right? Mm-hmm. And as a future innovator, you may just come up, you know, where you have to defend your design or you have to explain your design so that you can get funding. Right. So the arts also covers that, where there has to be a point where you can clearly concisely, right, um, convey what it is that you're trying to do at some point. So um, that's why, and I do agree with you because there is a huge debate about it, about STEM versus STEAM. And now we also have STREAM, which incorporates reading. So, but I think at the end of the day, it's not even about the acronym, is that we are all coming to the table putting um, these fields in front of our kids, because as a na- as a nation, we are actually underperforming in order for us to maintain that competitive edge. Um, as a nation, we have to shore up these fields and the way to shore up these fields, I believe is to go at the most, you know, foundational level. And that's going to be with our kids. And the younger we get them, the better, because there are some things that just need to be a part of their vocabulary, a part of their fabric. um, And they're going to get that through STEAM, STEM, STREAM education. Uh, So so. I hear this and I agree, wholeheartedly agree. I think, though, what I'm having, uh, what I'm having, what I take issue with is the idea is that there is a need for its inclusion in 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 STEM. You know what I mean? So okay. and, I, and and so help, help so follow me here. So and and I'm a purist, so I guess and I'm an old head and so I'm all of the, I'm all of those things. Like okay, I admit it. I'm I'm all of those things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I'm just like so STEM is STEM. But at the and I say that from a standpoint of understanding how the four pillars of STEM interplay are in, they, they are interrelated. One does, you know, one doesn't exist without the, uh, it's like this, there's, there's a relationship between these four, right? Mm-hmm. This is not to say that there's not a relationship with reading because right. it is a pillar Right. Of all of them. Right. I agree. So why do we need to add it in? That's one. Two, the same thing with with art for me. It's just like the same thing. It's like there's beauty in STEM. There's beauty in engineering. There's beauty in mathematics. There's be- it doesn't look like, you know, it, it what we would typically call art. Mm-hmm. In, in some in some standards in some ways you know but there is it's artistic technology coding animation all of those pieces and the engineering design um process to me is it's beautiful it's artistic it is it's it is to me there's beauty there right same right. thing with solving a mathematical equation or or 
heck, coming up with a vaccine. I, I can imagine when that thing worked, you know, at a certain whatever the, the threshold percentage was, that there was joy, that there was jumping up and down in the room like I have created a masterpiece there. It So there's beauty involved in it that's artistic and, and, it, as, and it comes with this, the same feelings or same results that an artist, a real pure artist would feel when he or she finishes their, whatever their masterpiece is. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I feel like I'm, it just feels like they're throwing everything in because right now STEM is the end thing, but we want to make sure that we got these other things. And I'm like, but they're embedded. So like, what do we, you can't. Yeah. And I see, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. And while they are embedded, I think by including them in the af- in the acronym, it shows that it's a necessity, that it's not, you know, mm. a passing trait as a result of the pillars, but it necessitates having to incorporate it, right? I mm. think it's like, and then when you think about engineering, let's be honest, when you think about engineering, the big debate was always engineering and architecture, right? Where the engineering. <laughs> Here made sure it worked, but the architecture made sure it looked nice. So there were two separate things. So because um, typically engineering, science, they have their specific functions. If you want to make sure those functions also serve the art or the social piece, right, that we have to put it in the front. So I think by incorporating, for example, the example that I used was um, stream. It's because while reading is inherent to STEM, STEAM, which it is because you still have to read directions. You still have to be able to read um, papers and, you know, uh, anything that's affiliated with those subjects. But when they say stream, they're trying to say that there has to be a strong foundational base in reading by that student or that person in addition to being able to read the technical manuals or apply the technical principles that are involved in science, in tech, in engineering. So I think it's just about emphasis and um, making it a necessity as opposed to, oh, what is it? What was that commercial with the song? It's in there. You know, it's in there. (laughs) Was it gravy or was it, what was that? I forget. But you remember when it was in the size, oh, do you have tomatoes in it? Is there green pepper? It's in there. It was in there. <laughs> so we know that it's in there, but we don't want it to be, oh, I kind of taste it or I, I believe it's in there. I get a hint of it. It's like, no, it's there. Like this, it has to be in there. That's what makes the sauce <laughs> good. So make sure you include it. So I think that's why it's in there. <laughs> it's in there. You know what I'm it's, talking about. I, I isn't that like a, a spaghetti sauce? I think it was a sauce. Prego. I want to say shout out to Prego. I think it was <laughs> it's in there. Prego and Pammy. So we we ain't gonna give them no credit. No, no, okay, no shout out to Prego. <laughs> but I believe it was a sauce, and it was this cute little old couple. And I think he was complaining, and she was it's in there, and it was in there. So we know it's in there, but we're trying to say we don't just want it in there. It has to be required like this as part of. Well, uh, you know, I can actually buy that argument. I I can. I just I can. And I do. And okay. I see that I see the validity of it. Um, 
I see the validity of it. And I'll just, I'll leave it there. I just, you know, I'm still a STEAM girl. So, or a STEM girl. It's not your STEAM girl. I'm, I always, I'm a STEM girl. I'm a STEAM girl because people sometimes correct me. And I, so then I go, well, STEM slash STEAM, but I go STEAM. But the reason why I go STEAM is because that arts piece, that social piece, like I am seeing it every day in these kids. Yeah. And they really don't know how to um, present themselves in a situation that requires professionalism. Um, for they, I don't know why they, they don't see the difference. What's an example? Um, I had gotten um, something from a student and instead of using Y-O-U, they use U. Yeah. Just a letter U, which is what they use in texting. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a, a colleague of mine was there at the time. And my colleague said, if you went to a doctor and the doctor handed you a prescription or something or a set of orders and they use the letter of U instead of spelling out U, is that really the person that you want treating you, you know, at that time with whatever it is you're dealing with? And the whole class said, yes. The whole class said yes, which surprised me because for me, I'd say, well, no, because for me, that tells me if the doctor can't even spell. But what they said was, no, that meant the doctor was coming from where they came from. Like there, it was almost a a relative. It's like, all right, you, you know, it's like, no, it's like, I think it depends upon the, so here's the. I, I I understand what they were saying. So, cause it's almost like, yes, they're familiar with that. So he, he yeah. or she used the term that they're familiar with. So that made he or she sort of on their level. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he or she is, is, is giving this to another doctor or another professional and they did that, that's a whole different thing. Right. Right. And I get that. I get that. Which means they shouldn't be doing you instead of Y-O-U correct. in the first place. Correct. In the first place. That's that's correct. So I think, you know, you're right. I think our kids need, they need the steam that you're offering them. We can leave it at that. Don't we? <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> You just because I feel this butt coming, but you're gonna drop it. Go ahead, grab it. Thank you, everybody. Good night. (laughs) No, I'm not. I like I said, um, the the steam that you're talking about, the need for them to learn how to, um, for them to learn how to communicate in in all its its various capacities Mm -hmm. is really. And a vital and important piece of the overall picture that we want students to get when we when we talk about STEM. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the pieces that gets is often overlooked, or we sort of tack it on in the back end and, and say, okay, now you get, you know, now now you get it, right? Sort of mm-hmm. this, this rush thing at the end. Oh, write a report. Oh, are you gonna have to do a presentation? You need five slides and you need to be up here for five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, no. When you are doing a, dev- a design defense, and they're not, in, or at least when when I was there, we didn't really call them design defense. We had a charrette meeting, and usually, and charrette meeting is like where the, all the interesting, uh, all the interested parties got together in one room, where that was all the engineers, 
And mm-hmm. we basically said, yeah, this is going to work or this will not work. And this is why it won't work. You know, all of all of the engineers and the architect plus the client and all this other stuff all in a room together. So you know that like your proposed design was, you know, was no longer going to work because they shrunk your ceiling sides from, you know, eight to six or whatever it is. You knew that now um, floor two has three more, you know, three more bathrooms have been added Uh to it. Or, you know, the, the land that they were going to build the building on, they know, you know, you had to do some excavations that you didn't you hadn't thought of before. So like stuff like that happened and you needed to be able to talk through, talk with other engineers using the correct terminology, right. Professional manner in a professional space. Arts. Got it. (laughs) Clear on it. Or even teaching them, you can have the best idea in the world, million dollar on point. But guess what? If you can't convey that, or speak to or describe that idea to the decision makers or the funders or it's worth nothing. It has no value. It has no value. So again, that's where arts kind of play. That's why I think, you know, maybe it's just using the term arts. If there was a way we could do it, it was a, it was social skills as opposed to arts, but I think it fits in arts. It's, you know, how you present yourself and what you say, how you say it, where you say it. Yeah. All of that. Um, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> if you all could see her face right now, it's just, oh, it is worth every, every a win <laughs> is a win. And I will open my eyes as wide <laughs> as I want to, because I love intelligent exchanges like this. And this is how it should be probably for everything else in this world. Um, and I've had this conversation with other people too, um, with STEM versus STEAM. And, but at the end of the day, we're typically all at the table for the same reason. Yeah, that's true. That we want to see our kids exposed and engaged in these fields. Um, and not just as a nation and to provide the competitive edge, but for them, because these are viable professional options, you know, at the end of the day that these kids need to be considering. Yeah, I mean, I totally there's nothing that I can disagree with in that statement. I just I what I believe is that in our community, in the black and brown communities, I think that there are. I want to say that there are there are opportunities. So I'm not going to say there's not, but for some reason, those opportunities are are few and far between, and everyone can't take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. And so, what I want to see happen is that there is a concerted effort by all those involved, and mm-hmm. all of the, all of those who are involved and who have a vested interest in Black and Brown kids in particular. Mm-hmm. come together in a way that is meaningful so that yes. we can we can impact stem steam stream so we can impact as many kids as possible yeah. that's the goal like I, and by impact i don't just mean let's do a one day event where we have um, you know 100 200 300 500 kids I, and they get, you know, they get, they have a wonderful experience, but it's a one day thing. 
And I love that you just said that because that's one of the founding principles of Fungication. That's one of the reasons why I did it because I volunteered at those events. I attend those events. And every time it ends, the thing on my mind is, what if we did just spark an interest in that child? What's next for them? Right. Sure, they had a great day. And yes, they were exposed to it. And, but what we need to do is it has to be long-term, consistent, and successive. Yes. And just like what you said, it has to be a concentrated effort in some um, demographics because we just don't have the representation in those fields. So we have to ask ourselves why we don't, where those cases are, and then what we can do to make that impact. And the impact for me, what the dream for me is to go to an event and not be the only woman, Mm -hmm. only black woman Mm -hmm. um, at that event, or to go to um, any other event and only be able to count either the women or the minorities on one hand. Mm -hmm. You know, when you spot the other one in the room and you're like, you made it too. All right. Yeah. I see you. You you got the look, right? You have to do the look. Like Like, instantly. Because you're like, welcome. You made it too. No, there should be. I'd love to see it 50-50, if not a majority. Um, And not even at separate events or events that only targeted towards one demographic or the other. Events, period, in general. If there is, you know, a convention for engineering in Florida, that there half of it is, you know, can be African-American. We got, you know, Latino, we got white, Asian, all of it. Not, you know, you go to a, fo- a conference that's focused on engineering, but only engineering geared towards minorities. Right. So of course, you're going to see a bunch of, you know, minorities there. But if you just go to a regular convention or a regular event that's not tailored towards minority, where are we there? Right. You know, if it's a regular job, any company now, if you look at the numbers and see, you know, how many women are there, how many African-American, how many Chinese, you know, take a really hard look at your company and see um, what that demographic looks like. And then what can you as a company do? to be a part of the impact that changes that, that so, visual. So question. Um, Answer. Okay. Love that. Um, <laughs> so, cause I, you know, you have a nonprofit, um, Fundication Inc. Fundication oh, Inc. Look, look, look it up. Going. Um, and, and so I guess my, my, my question is, is that wh- why do you think, or where do you think the money's going? Because I I feel like that there are there are nonprofits out there who have um, who may have a STEM focus. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's girls, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's boys and maybe it's just, you know, STEM for all or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are it, I just feel like there's a disproportion uh, in terms of where the funding goes. So I where agree. do you think it is going? I think that what we have are a lot of well-intentioned funds and people that may not quite know what STEM, STEAM um, in action really looks like. Hmm. Unfortunately, we've gotten to a time where STEM, STEAM, they're buzzwords now. Yeah, so So everybody puts them in. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Where people are using, unfortunately, the STEM, STEAM terms for things that may not truly embody 
what STEM STEAM is. If you look at the roots of STEM and the roots of STEAM, it was it was created or invented in response to us as a nation becoming more competitive in those fields because we took a look at the landscape and we said, wait a second, Sputnik, you know, how 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 was that not us? Like how did we not do that? Like what how did this get past us? How did we were not, you know, on the forefront of this technology or of these sciences? We need to change it. Right. And so it started with impacting our sciences so that we were more cutting edge and ahead of the fray. But at some point, I think it's gotten to the level of guess what? There's funding out there for STEM STEAM. So mm-hmm. if you're going to put together an event and you incorporate this, we can call it STEM STEAM and then you can access those funds. Um, and so it just got lost in translation. And so that is a part of um, what we're trying to do out here is if you say you want to do STEM STEAM, we want to show you all the different options and ways. And it's truly hands on. It's truly related to the fields of STEM STEAM. And I think the fungication difference is that because of the background in civil engineering, I can say that I've been there, I've done it, I saw the education, I saw the professional experience, um, and I enjoy it and want to share that um, with kids, with parents, with organizations, uh, so that we can continue building um, in those fields. So I think the more that people seek to educate themselves so that they can use those dollars responsibly, that we will see that bigger impact that we're trying to create um, in STEM steel. Yeah. <laughs> you got me riled up. I'm trying to contain myself because this is a great question. No, um, I think that's, but that's, I think there's, yeah. Unfortunately, I think that that is right. I think that there are many people who are, um, who are, I want to say hiding. I'm not sure that's the right term under the guise of STEM, but that's not really what they do and who they are. Um, But because STEM is so huge right now. Right. We realize that we have gone from, you know, wherever we were to where, you know, we're at the bottom. Right. Right. Um, Right. It's funny funny because it is a buzzword, but (laughs) we're still not getting it right, because if we did, our numbers would be better. This is true. And that, and I think that's the part that is very frustrating for those of us who are really true and authentic and real about it. It's, it's like, you can't half do STEM and, and think that you, you know, think that it's going to go and do anything right. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, you have to embrace it all. You have yeah. to embrace what it means. And it's not just, um, we're going to emphasize science, but we we don't care about the rest of it. Well, then you're just emphasizing science, right? Right. It's it's like you have to in, you have to embrace the idea that these four or five principles of STEM and, and STEAM are interrelated, and yes. you have to make the choice to 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 hone in on that inter interrelatedness. Uh, in mm-hmm. every aspect of what you're doing during the school day, the history of it, social, social yes. studies, the arts, technology, yeah. your science classes, your math classes, yeah. your English, English language arts classes. It all has to, to make 
sense together. You can't have do this. If you're an after school program, if you're a nonprofit, you can't just say we're having science day. No, 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 no. We're not having science day. What we're having is, is steam day. Yes. You know, with a scientific focus, if it, if you have to do it, you know, like that's the difference because for me, I've this, I was, you know, cause of course there's no universal definition of STEM or STEAM. The, the government has, has a definition. Each state has their own definition. It's really kind of um, mystifying that we haven't decided or landed on one, one universal, one, one right. universal. It's just mystifying that we haven't done that. And, but we have it, which I think adds to the, the, the peril that we kind of find ourselves in here is and and I think that that, but it gives people this leeway to, to, to sort of siphon off funds for people who are really doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's up to us as organizations as well to make it our homework or our due diligence to find those resources, because if other people are finding those resources, You know, my mother always told me what you do in the dark will eventually come in the light. Yeah, that's true. So so you go find those resources as well and you do what you do. And then at the end of the day, the impact and the work that you're doing will speak for itself. Um, Is just being able to find those same resources is can sometimes be difficult Mm -hmm. or um, elusive. Let me say elusive because I'm looking for (laughs) like elusive. It's elusive. It's like, hey, I'm I'm looking for it, you know, because I want to make this impact, but it's about the support. Um, and that's when I decided to become a nonprofit because I had some conversation with some great people and they were like, this is a mission that needs support. This is something that we need. This is something that, you know, you've been doing out of passion, but there is a need for it. And there's also support for it out there. Um if you're organized and do your due diligence to be one of those um, that wants to make that impact in a big way. Yeah, I hear it. I I hear it. Well, okay. So tell me, tell us where to find you. If people are looking for, for you in particular, but fundication um, again, again, she is um, doing good work in, in the name of STEM and in STEM um, and she needs funding. Um, she needs a grant opportunity. She needs partners. Um, and so that's that's what I'm asking um, this audience to assist with. So um, where do, where can they where can they where can they get you? Well, I thank you so much for that. And no words could be truer. It takes a village. There's no way any individual and I know for me, for me to say that I'll be able to make this impact or make this change with this organization by myself. It just would not be true. Um, It takes a village because we do need funding. We need volunteers. We need mentors. We need the expertise of uh, people that are in these fields and know what these kids are going to need so that they can be competitive. So it takes a village and it takes a whole bunch of different parts of that village. Um, And to reach us, we are on Facebook. Um, It's just Fungication Inc. on Facebook. You can reach us on our website, which is uh, fungication.org. Um, and then on those uh, different platforms, you'll also see our phone numbers and emails so that you can get in touch with us. Okay. So here's how we end every show. Here we go. Uh, 
This is this is this is this is a deep one. This is gonna be the okie doke. Go ahead. Yeah, you ready? ready? So um bring it. If you could go back and talk to your younger self, um, what advice would you give her and why? Mm. <laughs> this debate. We did, we did. My younger self is probably about five minutes ago because I'm still pretty <laughs> fried. Well, Just so we're clear for those of you that can't see me. <laughs> um, I, I hang on all right. I hang on all right. But to my younger self, I always believed it then, but I think it's truer now. So I would um, uh, focus on it more is you really can do anything, mm-hmm. be anything, have anything as long as you're willing to work for it. Like you can, so I would tell myself, what do you want? Like what, because I feel like if I had started this younger, I may have already been on the path to make the kind of impact that I'm looking to make now. And I'd be like killing it right now, just left and right, you know, steaming Mm. it up. So I feel like if I had started younger, so I would tell that girl, that beautiful, beautiful girl, intelligent girl, yep, mm-hmm. um, that you can do anything, be have anything, be anything, as long as you're willing to work for it. Um, so that I I would have done more by now in STEM STEAM in terms of impacting um, that cause. Or uh, that so I would say to you, first off, thank you for that. Uh, but I would say to you, because I know you personally, that I really want you to consider the idea that you are exactly where you are supposed to be right Mm -hmm. now. That the impact that you are already making is the impact that you need to be making at this point right now. I just want you to consider it. Just, just think, just think about it. As I say, let me swish it around. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> She's thinking it through. She's thinking it through. So, um, again, we we thank um, our guest today. Uh, you know, I think we, I think I enjoyed this this conversation uh, probably more than she did. She just doesn't even know it. Um, what? I, I love I love debating, and I love you know having these conversations. Also, like you you said, I mean, I don't get to have them often with folks, and so right. I appreciate them. And then I really um, appreciate you being you, um, even Um, even on audio. So (laughs) still spry. Let's not make no mistake. Tell them. Listen, at this point now, there's no mistakes made. I promise. So so um, to my audience, uh, again, I try to bring you the best guests with the best advice, with the best stories or so or that you can pick up something from the conversation. And I know you did today. Um, So as I, as I um, usually tell you where to find me, um, you know, this is stemming in stilettos with Dr. Tasha. Dr. Tasha can be found on all social media platforms, generally as Dr. Tasha or the nerdy STEM queen. You can type either one of those in in on uh, IG or Twitter. Um, and you should find me on LinkedIn. You will find me as, as Dr. Natasha Anderson or Dr. Tasha, um, if you put the at symbol. So um, 
you guys, I try to keep it real as much as I possibly can. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until um, I can see you again or be with you again, keep yourselves safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming in Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.